Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the latest Walkway Fight Club. I am Steven Mulehausen, combat sports reporter from the zone. It is Tuesday. Yes, it is. May the 4th, one day away from Cinco de Mayo 2021. The world is starting to roar. I got my second COVID-19 shot yesterday. I'm filming this on Monday. I'll let you know when we do, when we preview Wednesday's podcast, but I will let you know how I am feeling. But I'm glad to get it done. I can hopefully get back on the road soon and get the back to covering MMA, boxing, and professional wrestling shows. I am looking forward to that. But got a big week ahead. Next couple of weeks, going to be pretty huge. So I'm really looking forward to what these next couple of weeks. A lot of awesome podcasts. I decided to change it up. Chuck Liddell was going to be on today, but I am going to do Chuck Liddell for next week. And you'll figure out why when I tell you guys at the end of the week who is going to be on. But we do have a great guest for the podcast today. But before we get there, thank you to everyone that's been listening. It's really, it's simple, guys. Rate, review, download, subscribe. Walk away to Fight Club. Boom, we're on every podcasting platform. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, you name it, we're there. Just give it a whirl. That's all you got to do. Rate, review, download, subscribe. We're still ranked in Saudi Arabia. We're inching up those big charts in the United States and everywhere else around the world. So make sure you guys give it a whirl. Please listen. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. But on today's podcast, the one and only J.E. Double F, ha ha, J A double R E double T. It's double J, Jeff Jarrett. A lot of cool stuff with Jeff Jarrett. His podcast debuts today. My world with Jeff Jarrett. You can catch it on every podcasting platform. You listen to ours first. Listen to what Jeff talks about with the podcast, and don't then go listen to Jeff's. But no, Jeff was fantastic with his time. He did like a five-day media tour last week. Talk about wanting to get the pub out there, get the word, spread the good word. It was always, it been about almost two years since I talked to Jeff, so it was good to reconnect. Talked about a lot of cool stuff, guys. I promise. We talked about the podcast. Why he finally decided to do it. I thought that answer was pretty intriguing. We talk about, yes, we did talk about No Mercy 99, but in a way... They had nothing. <laughs> we didn't go into depth. We talked about No Mercy 99, and if he's tired of talking about it, I thought the answer to that was pretty intriguing. Why Gary Coleman was one of his favorite guitar shots. We talk about guitar shots, favorite titles, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan enters the podcast today and a whole lot more. Don't forget, rate, review, download, and subscribe. You can find it anywhere. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, all your favorite podcasting platforms. But right now, here is the former WWE Intercontinental and Tag Team Champion. The former WCW Heavyweight Champion. The former United States Champion. The former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. WWE and TNA Hall of Famer. The founder of TNA. The one and only J.E. Double F. Ha J A double R E double T. It's double J Jeff Jarrett. 
Good, my man. How you doing, Steve? I can't complain, Jeff. It's been a minute. We chatted right before Starcast in 2019 here in Chicago. And I asked you then on the phone, Jeff, what'd you make of Conrad's comments about a podcast? And you told me, not interested, not a chance. <laughs> years, little less than two years later, Jeff, we're here. We're talking about My World debuting Tuesday, May 4th on all your favorite par- podcasting platforms. What, what changed, Jeff, in two years, my friend? Well, you know, you've been a Chicago boy. You will definitely be able to relate to this story in so many ways. Um, but, you know, being a third-generation promoter, and I'll still say it again today, Steve, I, I've never been interested in, in looking in the rearview mirror uh, as a promoter or even a, a, a wrestler. You're only as good as your last match. And whatever you did good or bad in your past, learn from it yeah. and get better tomorrow and look toward the future. But, you know, coming through and who would have dreamed two years ago that when we had our conversation, neither, neither one of us could have ever imagined or no one could have that we would be having a world pandemic and shut down and locked down. And that opened my eyes, obviously, to, to a lot of different things. But But one of them was just sort of the nature of on-demand entertainment with streaming and Netflix and Hulu and of course YouTube and all that's been around. But, but during the pandemic, you know, my I've traveled for 35 years. I've never stayed. I'm in Hendersonville right now. But um, a buddy of mine did a little tracking uh, and said, when's the last time, this is like day 30 or day 40 or day 50 of the pandemic. When's the last time you've been in town this long consecutively? And we went back to my high school days. I mean, oh, wow. that's how... Yeah, I've always traveled, you know, I've never really stayed at home for a month. Uh, I think it was, I think we counted right around the three-week mark or something like that. Always travel. Uh, Orlando, you, you name it, be in the business. So, so staying home and, 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 and just looking at life a little different it, it was, was one thing. Obviously, it goes without saying, Conrad's been persistent from, from day yeah. one. I mean, uh, when Bruce and him lost in 2017 and I brought Bruce on board and they – want something to wrestle with. Uh, Bruce was, you know, he was soft pitching me then. And then Conrad at StarCast and all that. So he's been persistent. But then another thing, and you'll be able to relate to this, and I don't even have to ask you if you watched it because I know you did. Um, But when I watched The Last Dance with Jordan, and he sat there with that laptop in his lap and would watch some archival footage, the emotion, look, I'm a basketball junkie. I'm a huge basketball fan, played college basketball, but, but so, so how compelling and how emotional he got, which made me get, but I was just, I mean, I couldn't wait to, to watch the next episode. It was so good. And it began to open my eyes or really open my eyes that I said, okay, on-demand entertainment. And I'm using the word entertainment strong because that's what that Shea was. You know, a great football game, uh, it can be boring. Although it's a true sport, if it's boring, you change the channel. So yeah. the podcast better be entertaining, but the last dance was incredibly entertaining. And so combine that with the pandemic and on-demand entertainment and the last dance and Conrad being persistent. And then the business model, I'm a business fan as well. When I look at the blue chip sponsors that are on board and, and, and basically the nature of the beast, this PR tour is, this is day five. And I've talked to people from India to London, to Scotland, to Ireland, uh, to Chile, to Mexico City, to Australia, New Zealand, J- Japan, uh, Germany, obviously all across the states. It, you know, it's a form of global entertainment 
And uh, I've, you know, it's been no secret. I've listened to JR. I've listened to Kurt or Eric or Bruce. I've listened to podcasts. And, and the format really intrigues me. It's not guest-driven. It's yeah. event-driven. So with Conrad digging into these events and he's in charge of topics, it's, it's, uh, it was very compelling. So the stars align. This month, I'm celebrating my 35th year in the anniversary, uh, 35th year in the industry. So it's a 35th year anniversary. It just felt really good. All, all the line. And here we are, Steve, talking about my world. We are talking about it. And, you know, you brought up Eric. And, and I talked to Eric. I had a good 70-minute conversation with Eric about two weeks ago. And we brought you up. And he felt you were made for this. Just because of everything that you've been through in the business. Like you said, you know, you're one of only shockingly and i'm still amazed by this mom and dad had five kids only yeah. one kid got into yeah. the wrestling business and it was you and it's like just everything with your dad and then everything in wwe wcw memphis tna going back to wwe you know like you were eric felt you were fit for something like this now is eric someone you talked to like eric and bruce and kurt and it wasn't like Hey, am I getting into the right thing? Or was it just like you said, watching the last dance and just having a moment of reflection was just really the key turning point? I haven't had a conversation. I had the Eric intro, but prior to, you know, Conrad has obviously stayed on me. And Conrad is one of a salesman. I mean, he I, I'm firsthand knowledge, he's a salesman. But <laughs> but um I, I hadn't had a conversations with any of those guys. Obviously, all the other six of the faction, I don't call us a team, we're we're a wrestling faction. Conrad's faction, uh, the Podfather, but you know my my career obviously, Arn, Tony, Kurt, Eric, Jr. My paths have crossed with all of them, but I didn't have a conversation with any of them, just Conrad. But you know, um, I'll give an example. I talked to you before I came to Starcast, Wrestle Kingdom Nine in 2014, 15. I bet I did 50 podcasts. That's how we promoted the event. So I'm very familiar with the podcast world, but it's all. In my mind outside of Conrad, it's all, and listen, I listen to whether it's Joe Rogan, uh, there's several marketing podcasts, Malcolm Bradwell, uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, some archival stuff. Yeah, I'm a podcast guy that listen to different things, but in, in, the, in, the, in, in the wrestling world, Conrad's format has always been compelling because it's a story. We're, we're taking an event, and, and then I guess you could say my firsthand knowledge of it, but I just, I go back to the Michael Jordan aha moment for me that I go wow you know whether it's a Steve Kerr story or a Rodman story or a Phil Jackson or uh Tex whatever I mean just the different pieces that came together in practice and games and how they won the first three championships and then the baseball with Jordan look you're a Bulls guy uh, or Okay. So, so, but just the, the architect of, 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 of then Jerry Krause and just all of the, that went into it. And, and, and it was all through the eyes of, of in a lot of ways of, of Jordan with that laptop in hand and BJ Armstrong, but still, but Jordan with the laptop is an image ingrained in my brain that I go, God, I'm, I mean, you talk about entertaining. And yeah. I'm not saying it's a rah rah shish bing but compelling <laughs> television. It was riveting to me and, and real emotion. And, and that happened 20 years ago. So I sort of connected the dots that I've got 35 years of stories. Maybe a wrestling fan may be compelled to listen. You know, 
I look at, I'm a very freaking, I, lo- I love numbers. I love analytics. And, you know, I, I check the podcast rankings frequently. And I looked again today in top 10, Jeff. You haven't even debuted yet, Jeff Jarrett. And just a little teaser of just what's going to be happening and bouncing in and, and out of right? What does it mean to you, the fact that, you know, 35 years in the business, you haven't even debuted a podcast yet, and people are already flocking to see what this is going to be about. I, that's yeah, I, I give the credit to Conrad because yeah, that that he's 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 paved the road, and I'm very respectful and can relate to paving the road. That that that's that's the nature of this industry in a lot of ways. But he jumped out on a ledge, and look, he did a podcast with with Flair and, and, and I think a couple others. But you know, him and Bruce. They, they drilled down into it and, and created this lane, so to speak. But um, when I finally agreed and I said, all right, Conrad, let's do this, my promoter brain went right into it that I said, okay. And again, I'm, I always take my life experiences. You can be the absolute best wrestler and you can find the best opponent, but if you don't have a great storyline, who cares? But you can also have a great wrestler and another great wrestler and a great storyline. Yeah. But if it's not promoted, who cares? Nobody knows about it. So I said, what is my role? You know, and so doing this PR tour and letting publications know and letting podcast listeners know. And I, you know, like I did Conan's the other day and, and me and you are chatting and I've talked all around. I literally have talked to folks all around the world. So I'm excited to, to, to spread the word. But at the end of the day, Conrad and myself, got to be entertaining and compelling and we got to get we got to tell the story behind the story that's what it's about and so i'm excited but it did blow me away because conrad texted me today man you came out and you're in the rankings and whatever it may be i'm like what we haven't haven't even done episode one he goes no that that teaser that they put up that puts you in the rankings so yeah i thought that was pretty cool you know, you got to my left, you got that beautiful intercontinental championship and good marketing ploy, by the way, for video interviews. I have to give a ton of credit for that. And <laughs> <laughs> where do you, where do you rank Dan in terms of, you know, I thought, oh, I didn't see the, oh, you're hiding the big, you can't hide that big gold one right behind you, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> you look at the IC title and, you know, you look at all the different incarnations of designs of the belt. Is that your favorite model of the belt right there? You know what? See, Conrad is a, I mean, he, he knows, I mean, he, the, the jargon that he knows about it, the wingtip and the, all this kind of stuff. He says, what? That's the icy belt. No, there's different iterations. But I will say this, you know, I, I personally, I, I would like to have an icy title with the white leather. That was the double J one. Um, but Love but that it. look, w- when I look at it, it reminds me of Kurt Henning. It reminds me of Macho Man Randy Savage, of Bret Hart, of Shawn Michaels, of Scott Hall, or Razor Ramon. You know, that g- generation, because obviously I wore the IC title in um, 98, 99, and it, and, it, and it changed. So that, to me, is the classic model, um, because, you know, I can remember, God, so vividly that, that – um, Randy Savage lost to Loser Leave Town in Memphis uh, and went up to the WWF at that time. So he left this home territory and him and Lawler had those legends. And then before you know it, he's up there. And then before you know it, he's the IC champ. That that was like the first time that I really dug 
wow, Macho Man's the IC champ. So <laughs> as a fan, which I was long before as a promoter or wrestler, as a fan, and I'm still a fan today, that version right there to me sort of solidifies the classic IC strap. I have to ask you this because I imagine you get annoyed by this. Do you how often do you get annoyed? And you be honest, Jeff. You get annoyed when people bring up what happened in at No Mercy 1999. I'm not asking you about it because I know if and I listen to a bunch of different interviews, and I have to imagine you get this question every time I listen to an interview. How much does that bother you that or does it bother you the fact that people still bring that up today? It doesn't bother me, and I don't know exactly what you're talking about. It, what element of No Mercy 99? The whole, everything of holding up and demanding, yeah, okay. getting all your money and leaving, which I thought was, a, as a businessman, that is quite that was the right move and quite brilliant. But <laughs> what do you make of everyone constantly always bringing that up? Well, and that's, that's I mean, yeah, it goes without saying. So Conrad's in charge of topics. That's the first episode. He, that he came at me with it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but the story behind the story that that not only the in-ring product and the build-up and me figure four and women and guitar shots and moolah and the magic of that in that era and knowing where China had come from, from, you know, Triple H or Hunter Host, uh, Helmsley's uh, bodyguard to the DX and just how you know, I'm over here doing one thing. She's over there doing another thing. And how we were building that the creative build, we, we, it was, it was, you know, one of the best uh, vibes. And I walked through the curtain. People wanted to kill me, um, you know, and just the, all the moving parts around the story. So that was one cool thing. And then the behind the scenes with my contract and the lead up to that and, and all that, I get it. I understand completely. So am I tired of it? No, because you know, 20 years later, 21 years later, people still want to talk about that. They, they want to talk about me getting fired on Nitro. Uh, they, they want to talk about, hey, what happened on TNA episode four? You know, all, all this different kind of stuff. That's really what I'm excited about because Conrad's cadence and he doesn't mind rolling up his sleeves nope. and doing his homework and really understanding the whole context of, of everything that goes around the event. So that's on him. And, and my job is going to be to, okay, here's this, here's this story, here's this story. And how, how it all came together. So I'll say it, and I've told him this a thousand times. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly, but all at once. So I, I'm excited about that part of it. You talked about guitar shots. Who was the, there had to be one where you're like, man, I can't wait to give them this guitar shot. Who are one or two talents, Jeff, that you were like, you got a little extra excited about deep down inside your belly that you couldn't wait to give one to? After spending an entire day in Buffalo, New York with Gary Coleman, I wanted to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. But no, um, you know, the, 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 the uniqueness uh, of the guitar shot, Moolah, Beetlejuice, Gary Coleman, j- just those different ones. But as far as talent goes, you know, that, that's something that uh, the other day a guy asked me, where was he from? I think he was the New Zealand uh, journalist was asking me, like, what's the trick? And I said, you got to swing it as hard and as fast. You look like an athlete. So it's bat speed. The harder, the faster, the cleaner it hit. Um, you know, I, I can remember um, Chris Benoit actually asked me in Toronto because he was going to hit me with a guitar. And I said, swing it as hard as you can. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that, 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 that is what you got to do. So 
you know, I, it, it's no different than throwing a punch or a chair shot or whatever it may be. That was a part of it. So there wasn't really a talent that I wanted to say I'm going to crack their head with it. Uh, th that wasn't a part of my, my, my mindset. But uh, I can tell you this, the guitar shots as we sit in 2021, man, they are definitely conversation pieces. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to you, the fact that, you know, people still bring that up? You know, that's one of the biggest parts of your legacy, good, better, and different is the guitar shots, guitar shots. What does it mean to you that, you know, people can take one piece of nostalgia and still talk about it with you to this day? You know, um, I'm from obviously Nashville Music City. And when you have different artists that have had, I don't know, 20 or 30 number ones and a piece of work over here that was some of the best and they had a tour that went out and they co-headlined with this artist. But you have a reporter comes up and said, hey, remember when you did that little jingle for this deal? And it's a, like really a small part, but in to the complete fan base. You know, me swinging guitar shots obviously became very integral part of it, but it's still sort of, you know, I'm a promoter, I'm a wrestler, I'm an IC champ, I'm a world champ, I'm an NWA champ, all the different things, guitar shot, but people love to talk about them because in my opinion, uh, humbly, my opinion, I don't think there's a wrestling fan out there that doesn't have a brother, a sister, a cousin, a grandfather, a boss, a coworker that they were like, I'd love to take a guitar and smack the hell out of this person. They can live <laughs> vicariously through me in a lot of ways. And that's a big part of our industry of emotionally connecting with, you know, everybody, uh, Stone Cold, everybody wanted to tell their boss at one time or another, shove it. And Austin telling that to the evil Mr. McMahon was so relatable. That's a part of our business. And we'll end with this. You know, you've got, you got the belts back there in which one means the most to you and why? Oh, man, that, there I have I've actually tried to say because uh, I've been asked that before. What, what, what is a, a, a true they all I, there's no way for me to favor one more than the other. Um, I, I'll say this and I never one of the titles that, that I, I will always hold near and dear to my to my gut in a lot of ways is the X Division title. That was a division we created. That, that lots of negative stuff behind the scenes early. What are you doing? What, what, these guys, quote unquote, flip, flop, fly. Doesn't make any sense. I'm like, no, my friend, that's what you're missing. Th this is a new form. Uh, uh, you know, and yes, there's been cruiserweight, middleweight, and junior heavyweight. But that always denoted a, 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 a weight classification. And with the X Division, we said it's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. Go through the so, – so the creation of the X Division is, is a belt that I used to really take a lot of pride when I'd see Samoa Joe, who's a heavyweight, quote-unquote, or AJ Styles, who moved into heavyweight status, or Christopher Daniels, who may be a tag wrestler, whatever it may be, that. So, you know, the NWA title, I grew up watching that. My dad's favorite belt by far, Dory Funk Jr. was his favorite champion. We talked a little bit about the IC title and Macho Man and that lineage that goes with that, to Tito and Pedro and all that. And then the big gold, it goes without saying, Flair is so synonymous with the big gold belt and, and a few others, but really, really Flair. So all of those belts, it go. I mean, that's easy for me to answer, but, you know, the, the – and then – from a personal point of view, it's the mega championship of Triple A. I'm the longest reigning uh, non-Mexican wrestler to ever hold that belt. I take a lot of pride 
in my run down there. So it's, uh, they all have different elements on, on, on and, and, and emotional connections with me. Jeff, it's been a long time since we chatted, but this was definitely a great conversation. Looking forward to my world with Jeff Jarrett debuting this Tuesday, the first episode, 1999, No Mercy. Make sure you guys listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Jeff, the best of luck with the podcast. We follow each other on Twitter, Jeff, so I'll have to hit you up for an interview real soon again, my friend. You got it, my friend. And don't forget, we've also launched a website oh. at the same time. It's realjeffjarrett.com. So you should have seen that on your Twitter. But anyway, I'll give it that. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I appreciate right. your time. My world drops, and I appreciate the support. All right, Jeff. Take care, everybody. We'll talk soon. Peace, man. Have a good day. You too. A big thank you to Jeff Jarrett. Man, I I love doing interviews like that because it's one of those interviews to where, you know, and I'm looking at it again. I have, like, all these bullet points I wanted to go through. And I think we got through four of them. <laughs> it's just quite a... You know, quite amazing the journey Jeff has been on. One of only five, one of f- the only one out of five children to get into pro wrestling. And his grandmother, his father got into the pro wrestling promoting business and then getting and carving his own path. And, you know, you got to look at it. He played the wrestling business pretty good. If you sit and think about it, after he got to WWE, left there, how we left the first time around. How he left WCW, parlayed into a big contract with WWE, called out Steve Austin, then had that run there. The whole situation at No Mercy 99 struts right into WCW and becomes a a multi-time WCW champion, founds his own company, gets fired on national TV by Vince McMahon, forms his own company. Almost gets it done within, it's almost dissolved in within like a, six months. And then ended up in TNA is still around today. So for the better anyway, TNA is doing great work. TNA was doing great work then. TNA is doing, it's good to see them rebounding and doing great now. But Jeff said, you know, and then he was in AAA and he was in New Japan. And Jeff has seen it all. He's done it all. But really looking forward to listening to his podcast, My World with Jeff Jarrett, along with Conrad Thompson. I don't know how Conrad finds time to do anything. I'm going to talk to Conrad about that. I'm going to try to get Conrad on the podcast and see what we can cook up and discuss his busy life if he has some time for us. But don't forget, really simple, guys. Rate, review, download, subscribe. It's simple. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, all your favorite podcasting platforms. This week ahead is awesome because for when, for tomorrow, all oh, you're going to love it. Sammy G, Sammy Guevara, we go 30 minutes. We talked on Monday and we talked, good Lord, we talked everything. We previewed the big blood and guts match. The inner circle, Sammy G, Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz, Jake Hager against the pinnacle, MJF, Wardlow. FTR, and I, why am I drawn, <laughs> and Sean Spears, I was drawn to playing, and it's no disrespect to Sean, I respect Sean's work, Tully Blanchard on the outside, the big double cage, that looks, oh my god, I'm so excited for that match, that match looks like it's going to be a ton of fun, looking forward to that, AEW, Wednesday night on TNT, talk about everything, 
So make sure you guys get ready for that with Sammy Guevara. Then, then Thursday, former WWE champion, a former guest of the podcast before. You may have known him. Drew McIntyre. This Drew McIntyre has a new book coming out. And we'll be talking about the book. It's WrestleMania Backlash match against Drew Ma- against Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman for the WWE Championship. And then Friday. Yes, there will be one on Friday. Another a, a doozy dark side of the ring episode. Evan Husney, one of the co-creators, joins the podcast. Talk about everything dark side of the ring. I have to watch it. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it today. I'm gonna plan on it. I want to really get into it. I got the first two episodes from the great people advice. So I'm really we talk about everything dark side of the ring, favorite episodes, just everything that goes along with it. I think is going to be great. So I'm definitely looking forward to talking to the, to Evan once again. Good to reconnect. But we got a busy, 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 busy week. Don't forget this episode with Jeff Jarrett. Wednesday, Sammy Guevara. Thursday, Drew McIntyre. And then on Friday, the co-creator of Dark Side of the Ring, Evan Husney. So it's going to be a very exciting week. Then the following week is already lined up. It's booked up. Lined up the next two weeks. Join in on the fun to the Walkway to Fight Club. Great review. Download, subscribe. You can find the podcast on Facebook. It's simple. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club. That's the Facebook page. Like and follow the page. Also, we're on Twitter, at Walkway Fight, and then also Instagram, Walkway the Fight Club. This is Steven Mielhausen, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.